Welcome to Your Reality Recap, powered by Superpass. And the next day, you're fired. I'm Paris. Ew. Shut up! Shut up! whore! I don't drink. I've never been drunk. Or as I call her, cracky. Talk about a bitch slap. Hello, everybody. It's me again, Eric Curdo, a reality TV junkie and Superpass host over at RealityNation.com. Today's show is so packed full of goodness, I don't even know where to start again. Of course, I'll be covering Sunday's Amazing Race, but I'll also be chatting with the one and only Adam from Big Brother 13. So grab your apple martini or bacon wrap snack of choice and get ready for your recap, reality TV spoilers, and news. But you know what? As if as if Rob Sesternina last week and Adam this week wasn't enough, I have another Big Brother 13 alum stopping by next week to chat, but more on who that is in the news and spoiler section of the show in a bit. I'll also have the details for you on how to win a trip to Reality Rally in California from Superpass, plus how to get your hands on some Superpass swag. But you know what? First, we got some recapping to do, so let's jump right into it. Last night's episode of The Amazing Race, titled Taste Your Salami, kind of confused me with its, um, let's say, sexy innuendo. Which led me to believe that we would be seeing more of a personal side to the racers, since out of the eight teams left, four of them are in intimate relationships. There's Brenchel, Army Dave and the Rachel That Sucks, Vanessa and Ralph, and the secret lovers Joey Fitness and Danny. Allegedly. Yet, the episode plays out more like a relationship boot camp with intense ups and downs of emotion. It also features one never-ending car commercial, which proves something that I have been saying for a long time. And I just, I'm being serious, everybody. You need to know, robots are going to take over the world. So strap yourselves in and get ready to ride the relationship roller coaster. That is, if you survive the robocalypse. All right, all right, I'll stop that now. We begrudgedly start things off with first place finishers from the last leg, the BPAs, Border Patrol agents, heading off to Turin, Italy, with a four-hour lead over the other teams only to watch it slip away since all flights out of Paraguay didn't leave until the next morning. Now, you'd think this would be easy enough for the other teams to catch up to them, but you'd be wrong. Because, not so surprisingly, Bopper and Mark got so excited about Italy, they actually yelled, Italy. Italy, <laughs> We'll go somewhere tropical. Right. If, um, you know, if Italy is tropical, then what was Paraguay? Anyway, the first clue stated that the teams needed to stop off at the travel agent to purchase tickets, which Team Kentucky somehow missed, allowing all the other teams to purchase tickets for the first flight out and causing them an hour and a half delay. As the teams headed off to the airport, we were treated to some clips of why they're running the race and what it means to them. Brenchel, of course, is preparing for their wedding. Bopper of Team Kentucky is trying to get money for his daughter's medications, which is basically a foreshadowing of the predictable ending to this episode for anybody that's been watching Amazing Race for the past 
any amount of years, it doesn't even matter. And the geriatric Jersey Shore team, who are my first couple on the relationship roller coaster, trying to convince us that they aren't secret lovers. Well, you know what? Not gonna work anymore, and I got proof. Listen. I didn't know too much about Paraguay. Only thing you know about the pretty girls here. The girls are hot as hell over here, though. <laughs> By girls, you mean guys. So are Italian girls, though. Italian girls are hot. I think you like all, all cultures of women, so you're all right. I'm not picky. Wink, wink. It's a little tricky, the streets of Italy. I used to date an Italian girl. Keywords used to. She's a dirty girl, but she's not the type of dirty girl that Danny likes. I don't really know what he's trying to say there. Oh, we all do. He's saying you're gay. This is just uh, jealousy coming out of Joey's mouth. As opposed to... Yeah. You can talk all you want as long as you're scrubbing this dirty. She got a nice butt, though. Yeah, whoa, whoa. I mean, I get it. The episode is called Taste Your Salami, but we are not going there. Because at this point, all teams except Kentucky touch down in Italy and begin the painstaking task of driving to their first clue. Needless to say, Americans driving in other countries always make for good TV. This is crazy to drive in. You need to tell me where to go now. I can't see with your visor down. Either. We'll go with Dave's way. Don't be a wise ass, Rage. I'm not. Yes, you are. Just focus on what you want to do. What the? What are you doing? Why don't you drive? Go. Let's go straight, or what are we doing here? I don't know. Are we in the wrong lane? You're cutting off a lot of traffic. Now I know why Italians hate Americans. We're idiots. Nope, trust me, that's not why, Rachel. Now, they headed to the first challenge, which was simply to rappel down the center of a parking garage in order to find the best parking spot for production, I think, or to get their next clue. That's probably the one. Now, this leg of the race also featured the fast forward, which the BPAs obviously got to first and consisted of them landing a toy helicopter onto the other one's head while they wore a little helipad helmet. Now, I just want to comment on this because I don't understand. It w why do we have to wait for one team to try and finish completing the fast pass before another team can get to do it? I, I would just like to see like several teams battling it out to try and get the fast pass instead of it just being known, well, that person went there, so we have to wait for them to finish, so why even bother? Actually, what do you guys think of that? I'll put it up as a poll on yourrealityrecap.com so you guys can weigh in. But back to the show, the rest of the teams, minus Bopper and Mark, completed the first task and were off to the next challenge, which was to head over to the Museum Nationale dell'Automobile and track down a tin Lizzie, which is a 1916 Ford Model T, which this really just allowed production to turn most of the episode into an ad for the new Ford Focus, featuring its auto-assist parking feature, which will actually parallel park the car for you, once again proving how robot cars are going to take over the world, people. Well, well, that's assuming that the feature works, which it does. It just kind of parks you like halfway out into the streets so all the cars can slam into you. But anyway, this is right when two more teams, Brendan and Rachel, plus Army Dave and the Rachel That Sucks, jump on my relationship roller coaster. You see, Dave and Rachel continue to bicker and nitpick each other. Dave keeps belittling Rachel, which actually did make me feel a little bad for her. 
but because of his attitude, and rightfully so, is one of an authoritative military person, he just, he unfortunately carries it over into his personal life. And Rachel, on the other hand, is not really any better spitting out her one-liners and consistently reminding him how stupid he is. Yet, this was nothing compared to what was going on with Brenchel this week. And before I get into it, I just want to say, here at Reality Nation and Superpass, we are huge supporters of Brenchel. And if you're listening which I hope you guys are, then you know how much I personally respect you both and am 100% Team Brenchel for the win. But that said, since your arguing was kinda sorta such a huge part of this episode, I have to poke a little fun at it. And since I also know that you two have a great sense of humor, I know that you'll know it's all in good fun. Okay? Good. You know, as should all of you other racers. Except the BPAs, because really, not a fan. Now, things started to go downhill for Brenchel as phase one of the robot invasion took shape. You see, the auto-assist parallel park feature may seem like it's designed to make the task of slamming your car in between two cars easier. But I'm telling you, what it is really designed to do is destroy loving relationships in hopes of stopping salami tasting, or more specifically, human procreation. Clearly, round one is going to the robots. Museum the automobile? Yeah, this is it, this is it. Any of these parking spots, I know, this is sweetie. right. I know, okay, I got it. You have to use this active park feature. Press the button. Reverse, babe, before other cars Okay, damn it, just... Don't talk to me like that. I know, but talk to me, don't yell at me. And stop. you can't talk to me when you get under pressure like that. You it's not okay, it's You're not normal, me, it's not okay. Just stop, stop, stop. This isn't we, even we, worth a million we, dollars. We'll, we'll quit the race right now. Fine, quit! Wowzer. Now, look, I've been reading a lot of what you guys are talking about on Twitter, and I know this looks bad, but you know what? It's actually not. It's amazing, and it only furthers my case that Brenchel is going to win the whole thing. Because if this show is anything like Big Brother, then the more they fight and want to quit, the closer it'll push them to eventually winning, just like Big Brother. And just like Big Brother, CBS is giving Brenchel a very specific type of edit, one that makes them look like a dysfunctional crazy couple, which is one that makes for good TV. And while you can't deny that they are saying these things and acting this way, I'd like to remind you that I'm sure we've all gone through things like this in our lives, just not on TV in a high-stress situation for a one in now eight chance at a million dollars, all while being edited down to to make us look batshit crazy. But Brenchel makes it through this to locate the Tin Lizzie first, and the clue inside was a coin, but they were stumped by what it meant and were bypassed by several other teams. Now, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that production may have helped them out here, perhaps in an attempt to get them not to quit? Listen. Everybody's gone, so it makes me a little nervous thinks that they know something we don't. Rach, what do you want to do? I'm not wanting to fight. And do this anymore. So I don't you care. You want to continue racing or you want to just stop here and call it quits? Why would I want to call it quits, Brennan? You say that about everything. Hit a brick wall here in this whole entire experience. <sighs> and our marriage. But then we come back from commercial and they're all like this. Are we the only car left here? 
Yeah. Like, we were the first ones to find the coin, but we walked around the museum to figure out what to do with it. Everybody could have possibly gone to, like, the... Look at production. Uh, building with... Say it. This on the top of it? Ding, ding, ding. So should I head that way? Because I think the center was that way. Wasn't it? I don't know where the center is, but I don't live in Italy, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems odd how they mysteriously figured out that they needed to go to the building on the back of the coin. And I mean, I'm not saying that production outright told them. I just I just kind of suspect that they had a conversation that kind of went like this. Come on, you guys, you can't quit the race. You don't need me to clue you in on it. But I think that you should look at it from the other side of the coin to see where each other are coming from. Because you're both monumental to this show and we'd hate to see you go there. Yep, I think it was something just like that. Anyway, at this point, Team Kentucky has finally touched down in Italy and was attempting to catch up. Of course, this leads us into them butchering yet another clue. Find, find the linguito building. The language they use here in Italy, just, just, just pronouncing a word the way they do, is difficult. Pull up the corner right here. Pull right here, let's turn right, right here. Sir! You know where the Laguingo building is? Nobody knows where two gringos are. Laguito building is at? Lingotto building. What and how did you get that out of there? Gracias. God, they don't speak no English neither, my brother. But neither do you guys, so it's all good. So, Team Kentucky kept battling with the language barrier while Team Border Patrol completed the fast forward and came in first, winning $5,000 each really annoys me. Anyway, all the other teams headed over to the building on the back of the penny where they had to ride a glass elevator up to the top to retrieve their next clue. They had a choice between saying things like, Hi. Hey, girl. We need to taste your salami. No, it was a little more complicated than that. They had to taste it and then correctly identify 14 types of salami or scrub some dirty statues. And everyone except Brenchel and the cousins opted to clean a statue, which was kind of shocking to me. I mean, as fans of the show, you'd think you'd know that historically challenges involving tasting things are a nightmare. Now, this leads Vanessa, you know, angel baby, baby angel, angel love, baby angel, who apparently hates Rachel for no reason to say how good she is at having meat in her mouth, pun intended. But at least she also showed us how classy she was by saying, I haven't that much salami since high school. Classy. You know, I don't know what Vanessa's deal is, and call me crazy, but it seems like you're just trying to go after Rachel in an attempt to get more airtime or to raise your reality TV cred. Either way, it's a little funny, but mostly annoying. Now, the teams that chose to clean the statues had a fairly easy time with it and began checking in. However, Brendan and Rachel were having a tough time with the salami challenge. They had to keep running back and forth between tasting and guessing, which led to round two of fighting. I can't do this anymore. No, I really can't. I can't taste anything anymore. It's okay. We are not doing good, and it's not Stop. Get a hold of yourself right now. Okay? Watch out. I might purposely jump in front of a car. Which would be point one for Team Robot. Exterminate! 
Why did we even come on the show? Because I wanted to go on a trip around the world with my best friend. And I thought it would be fun. I can't handle it. I'm done. Amazing Race is supposed to be fun and good. I'm not on Big Brother again. Then we're, then we're done. Then we're done. We're done. We're out of the Amazing Race. Oh, spoiler alert, no they're not, because thankfully Brendan and Rachel are able to pull through and make it to the pit stop where they reflect on the events of this leg of the race. Brendan and Rachel, you are team number six. Woo! Woo! Sometimes we act more like frenemies than best friends. Yeah. Did you call me your best friend? Yeah. And what happens when best friends fight? They meet up. Yeah, right? Even when she tells me that she doesn't want to marry me, that she really does, and that's just her trying to get back at me for being mean to her, so neither one of us should be yelling at the other. No, you two crazy kids. I'm hoping that you're going to get it together in the next episode, and, you know, I'm still I'm still 100% on board. But you know who's not on board? Team Kentucky, because they came in dead last. But on the bright side, this was a non-elimination round. And you know, I wonder how much say Phil has in the production of the show. Because you just knew that Bopper's need for money in the beginning of the show in order to buy his daughter medicine would come back into play. I just didn't know it would be in the shape of Phil completely screwing with them at check-in. Listen. Bopper and Mark. You know the news is not good. Yes, we do. But we had a great day. I'm sorry to tell you that you are the last team to run. I know you fought really hard. Barbara, I know you wanted to come on this race so bad, your girl will be real proud of you. I hope so. Because you ran it hard. We done good, though. I think we had the best day of friendship. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't understand why when teams know that there's a chance they may be eliminated and then they get to the mat last, they instantly feel like they lost. Here's just a tip to all you guys. You know, when Phil says to you, unfortunately, you're the last team to arrive, if his next sentence isn't followed with, I'm sorry to tell you you've been eliminated from the race, then chances are he's just screwing with you to make good TV. Yet, team Border Patrol agents weren't going to let Phil get all the attention, so they swooped in for what some feel was an act of sheer generosity. Art and JJ, come on over. These guys wanted to say something to you. Art and I came in first, so we each won $5,000 in cash each. Yeah, Bopper, you start talking about your daughter and how much it meant to you to be on the race that <laughs> nothing else mattered. So today we won $10,000. So we want to split the, the money with me. Hey, you, you guys have to do that. No, we do it, do it. Because you're a good man and you're working hard for your daughter. You're our friends for life. So, yeah, well. so that's what we want to do for you. All right. All right. Oh yeah, that was really super nice of you guys. Well, except for the fact that you specifically said you were giving money to Bopper. Not to both of them, but, but to Bopper and that you guys were going to be friends for life with Bopper, and that you just really kind of like Bopper, because I wonder what's different about Mark. Anyway, just saying. Now, in an attempt to steal back the limelight, this is where Phil lets the cat out of the bag and says... Well, I got something else to say. You are the last team to arrive. However, this is a non-elimination leg. You're in it, man. And you are still in the race. Oh, boy. Burn? Oh, 
Phil, you're so tricky, bringing up the well-being of Bopper's daughter and making him think that he failed not only at the race, but also as a dad, only to pull the old switcheroo. I secretly wanted Bopper to snap in that moment and lunge for Phil. Now that would have made good TV. But in the end, the generosity of Team BPA won out, restoring goodwill in all humanity. And in doing so, temporarily defeated the robot's plan for world domination. So, in case you're wondering how they placed, Art and JJ first, Dave and the Rachel that sucks second, Joey and Danny third, Vanessa and Ralph fourth, Nari and Jamie fifth, Brennan and Rachel sixth, Carrie and Stacy seventh, Bopper and Mark eighth, with no one being eliminated. Now, for those of you who don't want to know what's going to happen next week, then cover your ears. The rest of us, here's what we have to look forward to. Next week on The Amazing Race in the snowy mountains of Bavaria. The weather is outside is frightful. Teams take on a fairy tale. <laughs> I feel like she's tormenting us. And style a champion male. Taking this guy out to the club after. While Buffer and Mark <laughs> Well, that looks like it's going to be amazing. But you know what? Right now, we have a lot more awesome stuff to get to. I'm going to call up Adam, a.k.a. Cruddy the Elf, to see what he thinks of Brenchel's gameplay and what he's been up to since Big Brother 13, plus a bunch more. Now, Adam did have a few microphone problems for about the first two minutes, but I think it's still a great interview, and it does go on for a while, and the audio just gets, you know, better and better. So listen and enjoy. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. ring. This is Adam. Hey, Adam, it's Eric. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Eric? I am doing awesome, and so happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So... Everybody at Superpass and Reality Nation is dying to know what you've been up to since Big Brother and want you to fill us in. Wow, what have I been up to? Uh, what haven't I been up to? Um, the last few months of my life have been uh, really crazy. Um, honestly, before this whole Big Brother thing, I've always lived a crazy life. Going out with friends, going to concerts, dinners in the city, food events, um, just... I host my trivia night every week. So even before Big Brother, I had a really hectic, crazy life. Throw in there some uh, some charity work. Uh, I went up uh, for a choice with Todd up New Hampshire around Christmas. I wore the elf suit. Um, and I did some local charity events. Uh, it was a cancer concert um, here in Hoboken that I was the MC for. And uh, you know, I did the November. Um, my friends and I all grew mustaches for November, uh, raised money for cancer, so I, I've been staying really busy with that as well. Uh, you know, next month I'm going out to Temecula for a reality rally, and uh, that's going to be a good time, and uh, you know, did some fundraising for that, so, uh, you know, just, I hit the ground running, I went right back to work, I went right back to concerts, you know, a, little, a week after I got out, I was at the Food Fighter show, uh, one thing I missed over the summer was live music. So uh, I tried to go to as many concerts as possible. I uh, see, you know, Anthrax, I saw Volbeat and Megadeth. Uh, you know, actually, I'm really looking forward to this summer, not just for the new season of Big Brother, but for some great concerts coming up this summer. Iron Maiden's touring. Uh, Metallica's got a festival down in uh, Atlantic City at two-day music fest. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm living a busier life and uh, you know, getting recognized a little bit along the way. Right. Well, well, apparently it was good talking to you, Adam. You nailed all the questions I already... No, I'm... 
right, have a good night. Right, talk to you later. Uh, so, uh, wow, you definitely are doing a lot. I do want to get into a few of those things with you. So, still dressing as cruddy. Well, okay. For the record, I dressed like that for the Toys of Tots uh, only one day when the children came to, uh, for us to give them some presents. And I wore it also on Christmas Day. Uh, my girlfriend's friends uh, and her family all love Big Brother, so I thought it'd be kind of funny to spend Christmas Day in the L suit. Well, my next question I already kind of sort of know the answer to, but people were wondering if uh, how you were doing on quitting smoking. Well... That's the one thing that I still have yet to do. Um, yeah, I, I have gone to my doctor. I did talk about you know, how to go about quitting smoking. I've quit smoking several times in my life and keep going back to it. So uh, we've got about a pack a day. Now I'm under a pack a day. And if I can get down to 10 a day, um, I'm going to start on some medication that uh, my doctor prescribed for me. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's mostly a mental thing. And, uh I don't know. I do not, I don't know if I'm just not ready or I don't want to. But uh, you know, I, I just hope I can uh, get the strength to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. But cutting back, a lot of people say, really seems to help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I quit before, uh, you know, I didn't just quit cold turkey. Anytime I quit cold turkey, I was back to it pretty quickly. Last time I quit for a couple of years, I ran myself down. So. Right. trying that approach, but uh, it's taking a little longer than I expected. Well, we wish you luck with that, Adam, and if you figure it out, you can let me know how you do it. Definitely. <laughs> now, since you're, you know, a bacon guru, we'd like to know what is the uh, best bacon product that we're not eating? Well, the best bacon food I've ever eaten in my entire life Right. was in San Francisco, this place called Dynamo Donuts. They make a bacon apple maple donut. Is that is that the same thing as like the Voodoo Donuts place? Yeah, Voodoo uh, up in Portland, Oregon. I've had that one too. The bacon bar, the maple bacon bar. Right. Uh, that's a long one. This is around when they actually cook the bacon, take the bacon out, leave the bacon fat in there, and then cook the apples in that, and then they put the apples and bacon into the batter. So uh, it's just delicious. Whereas the maple bacon bar from uh, Voodoo is just basically a, a uh, donut log with maple uh, maple coating and then a strip of bacon on top. This actually has the bacon inside the donut, on top of the donut, all over the donut. That is the best bacon thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. All right. I'm going to be all over that then. San Francisco Dynamo Donut. Check it out. We'll check it out. Well, in sticking with Big Brother, we actually have two fan questions for you, which are kind of related. Well, not kind of. They are related to Big Brother. The first are they, one... Are, they, are these my fans, or are these, like, Jeff and Jordan fans that have questions about Jeff and Jordan that they want me to answer? No, 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 no. These are definitely Adam fans. And the first one, I, um, you know, you can answer however you want, or you can plead the fifth. Uh, it's from Reed Fischler. And he wants to know how things are going with you and Farah. Things are going very well with me and Farah. We're uh, moved in together. Uh, as soon as I got out of the house, we uh, packed up her apartment. She moved in with me for a couple weeks and then packed up my apartment. And now we have our own apartment together, uh, staying in Hoboken. Um, and things are definitely going in the right direction. 
Well, awesome. I know that your fans will love to know that. Um, Actually, uh, oh, if you would have asked me that question in two more minutes, it would have been 10 10 on the air. I should have given her a proper 10 10. Uh, Shout out. Love you, Farrah. Brandon. Oh, that's Ro- at 11, that was at 11 11. 11 11, right. When Rachel tried to steal my uh, kissing food. How funny was that? How funny was that from the outside looking in, knowing that he was not out there listening to her? Yeah, I mean, I think you might have saw one of the videos that I did for Superpass, but I did a whole a whole little mashup of her just running around to cameras and, you know, Brennan, Brennan. wonder where she got that idea. Anyway. I, wonder, I wonder. Well, well, we're going to get to her in one minute, but your other fan question is from Ryan Never Shows, and he wants to know who you're closest with now from your season of Big Brother. From the cast, um, you know, it's not just one person. I, I stay in touch with just about everybody from the cast. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Shelly, myself, Luan, and Cassie were in Mardi Gras. Right. Uh, actually, the uh, grand marshal for a parade, which was pretty surreal. Um, and again, like, we, it was just so cool, like just hanging out with them outside of the house. I mean, obviously, we did talk about you know Big Brother, but uh, you know, just also just enjoying each other. Um, you know, Farrah made a good point. We were all sitting at dinner after the parade, and she asked the four of us, you know, one year ago, did you ever think that you guys would be all part of the Mardi Gras parade because you were on Big Brother? And we all looked at each other and thought, you know, that that was so crazy to think of a year ago. Um, Dan- Danielle and I have, uh, you know, we text back and forth. She's also a reality TV junkie. So uh, we've talked about some reality TV. Uh, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff seems to think it's funny to send me weird pictures. Yeah. I don't, you know, unsolicited, but, uh, you know, that was one, one argument that Jeff and I used to always have in the house was, uh, who was actually creepier, uh, even though I had the nickname Cruddy because I was the creepy elf. Right. Uh, you know, and some of the things he said and did were, uh, pretty creepy too. So, um, you know, whenever Jeff sends me something a little borderline creepy, I always, uh, reply back yeah and i'm the creepy one yeah i've uh, we've been following your tweets back and forth that you guys have been saying to each other i they're definitely funny and interesting we saw one the other day where it looked like he was taking a few shots at you for promoting your bacon <sighs> of course come on he's just jealous because uh all he gets is clown shoe beer and i get uh i get bacon all yeah. over the yeah i think he's definitely jealous over his clown shoe association. <laughs> well, I'm dying to talk to you about Brenchel on The Amazing Race. So did you watch it last night? I Actually, I missed it last night because oh, uh, God. Farrah and I were at a cooking class where we were cooking bacon, bourbon, and beignets. But uh, I got home tonight uh, after work, and I put it on, and I did watch this week's episode of Daily. And... Uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, memories came back to my yeah. mind. Uh, it seemed like I was having a flashback here and there. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I, it, it's been a, a, a funny season. Um, you know, I, I've watched Amazing Race in the past and here and there. Like, I didn't follow it every week. So, like, I'll just watch some of the challenges and, you know, not really get too invested in, uh, the people. Again, Big Brother is always the one for me and then Survivor after that. Um, those are my two all-time favorites. But obviously this year, 
uh, have a little vested interest in watching uh, Amazing Race. So, uh, you know, just seeing how, you know, everything's playing out is, 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 uh, is quite comical. It's it's definitely comical. And, I mean, maybe you would be the best person to answer this, and you can answer it however you want. Do you think that CBS is giving Brendan and Rachel a more, oh, I want to say, dysfunctional couple relationship? I mean, granted, they're actually saying those things and doing those things, but... I feel like CBS is really laying into that edit. Um, you, you know, that's one thing I did learn about reality TV after getting out and watching this past season of Big Brother. I know the edit is sometimes a little different than what you see. Sometimes it's spot on. Um, you know, they create uh, you know good television. They're good reality TV. And, um, you know, it, it's funny because my friends who never watched Big Brother before got into it this past season, and so many of them already liked Amazing Race, and they're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it! I can't believe that!" They're like, we just had to watch them all summer, and now we have to watch them again. Um, you know, but they're fierce competitors, and when it comes down to you know the two of them trying to win, they you know leave it all on the table. So uh, you know, I, I, the fact that I know know them, know that's the way they are. Uh, it might not be the best edit. I'm sure, you know, CBS could, uh, you know, show a little bit of them when they make up a little bit more. But uh, cause that's one thing that they did all summer. Uh, you know, when they didn't argue, they, they made up and, you know, that they'd be uh, a better place. And then, you know, next time something went wrong, back to that. And, um, you know, but you can't, you can't deny their, uh, their competitive nature. Yeah, I definitely think, I even think Amazing Race is better for them than Big Brother just because all they have to rely on on Amazing Race is each other. And they're, you know, winning or losing solely depends on each other. So it seems like it's a better fit of a reality competition for them. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I view that view this as, you know, this is what they were meant to do. They were meant to do Amazing Race because they are strong competitors and this is all about the competition. So, that, uh, you know, if you don't, yeah, you don't win a competition, you go home. Um, or, you know, as long as you don't do the worst. Right. Know? Or it could just be one of those, um, you know, non-elimination challenges. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the way. I am, I'm definitely Team Brenchel. Yeah, you know, I, other than that, the, uh, the team that I like uh, is uh, Mark and Bobber. I think those two are just hysterical. Oh, thank God. I was afraid you were going to say Border Patrol agents. <laughs> no, you know, the Border Patrol agents, they're a strong team. But uh, no, I, I, I like the characters. That's why I got into Big Brother in the first place, because it's you know, so many different types of people from every walk of life. You know, I've seen those two. Um, you ever watch uh, the cartoon King of the Hill? I want to say it's Mark. Mark is the, uh, right. the white guy, right? Yes. Okay. He sounds like a real-life boomhauer. Right. From, uh, from King of the Hill. You cannot understand anything he says, but uh, chances are he's saying something really funny. Yeah, he, they they are the best. And you, you kind of knew on this episode that they probably weren't going anywhere based on, you know, their story in the beginning and then it not being a non-elimination round. I kind of, right. It's kind of obvious that's where that was going. No, they, they, uh, they, you know, you, you need the comedy relief. You need the comic relief because 
these all these shows they get so stressful. Everybody is, you know, their ultimate goal is to win money, so it's gonna get very stressful. So when you have somebody that's actually making it uh, a little fun, a little funny, saying some silly and stupid stuff, you know, that's uh, you know, that that's why uh, I love reality television for those types of characters to you know break the tension. It is. It definitely is. Well. Since you're all about Survivor 2, then I'll just throw in the question of thoughts on Colton. <laughs> well, what's what's funny is, uh, you know, obviously Big Brother's opened some doors for me, and I've got to know and talk to people from some other reality shows. Uh, Cochran and I have become uh, pretty good friends. Uh, we haven't met yet, but, uh, you know, thanks to the internet, we talk. And uh, the first week, uh, uh I asked uh, Cochran, I'm like, no, we have this season Cochran on Team Colton. And he told me that he did not like that uh, reference. Like, Colton didn't like that reference. But, uh, you know, hey, he, he's uh, a young kid, and I'm really hoping that, you know, his sheltered life, um, you know, <laughs> that this will open some doors for him and he'll be able to see the world from a different perspective. And he's still young. He's young. He's lived. A really sheltered life, so he doesn't really know what else is out there. So he might say and do things that people think are stupid, but you know, unfortunately, that's uh, you know, with age comes wisdom. So hopefully, uh, as he gets older, he'll look back on some of the things that he said and done, and you know, kind of kick himself. Yeah, yeah, no, he's young. I just I would forgive him more if he was like a teenager versus in his twenties. He should just he should know a little bit more right now. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> matures at a different rate and not saying you know i'm sure again it's the editing i'm sure he's also doing a lot of good things around camp that maybe don't get shown because they're creating him to be more of a villain i do agree with that yeah so uh no we don't know the whole story we don't know the whole story and, you know again that's the different perspective i have on reality television now and, you know where like i was watching top chef and where in the past some of the contestants might have really bothered me. I was just like, okay, I'm like, well, you know, yeah, they're, they're coming off like a bitch right now, but you know, I'm sure there's more to the story. Oh, I definitely agree. Even I agree. All the people that I can't stand on reality TV or, or thought that I couldn't, I definitely at least understand your life is being edited down to 15 minutes, which they're trying to turn into a story, and they need a hero, and they need a villain, and they need a reason for people to watch. So yeah. I, I think a lot of people need to realize that. And, and that's one thing, too, that I love about Big Brother fans is when I meet a fan and I ask them, are you a CBS or are you a live theater? And if they say CBS, I know that they have part of the story. If they're a live theater, they know a lot more. And they see a lot more of what happens. So, uh, you know, that's the one uh, benefit of Big Brother compared to some of these other ones. All you get is that one hour a week of what they show you. Right. Whereas with Big Brother, you definitely saw a lot more going on behind the scenes. And some of the decisions that were made were... You know, you knew why they were making those decisions rather than just, oh, let's, uh, you know, this person's going to vote this way, and the last second they changed their vote, and that last second wasn't really the last second, it was like a day or two. But you know what? CBS has to uh, has to sell uh, advertising, and they got to tell the story, so and they're doing a pretty good job if all these shows have been on for so many years. No, they definitely have, and that's why uh, it's always interesting to watch Big Brother and you know, at Superpass offering the live feeds for people to get, 
Plug, 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 way to go. Plug, plug, plug. And then, you know, it's just always interesting to watch how things really happen versus what the story is that they're making. Well, I have one final question for you, and it's probably the most important one of all. How upset are you that Tori ended up having a girl? You know, Tori had a beautiful baby daughter. Um, the name of the baby is Hattie, correct? Correct. So she did say that if it was, if it was a boy, she was going to name it Adam. Right. So it's, not, it's not a boy. It's a girl. Well, if you take Adam, you know, one of my nicknames is Ad. So you got Ad, Addy, Hattie. All right, it's not too far off, or is that a real stretch there? Uh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch there, but I'm sure they might have another one and it's a boy or one of their animals. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, no, I was just happy that she had a uh, healthy baby girl. And, uh, you know, that was another luxury that I've gotten out of this whole ordeal is uh, you know, Tori is following me on Twitter, which I'm sure people know. And we have exchanged some messages back and forth. Uh, so after she gave birth to uh, Hattie, uh, my girlfriend and I sent her a little gift. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, when you hear what I sent her, you'll say that's so apt. Um, I got a, a teddy bear. Right. The pink teddy bear. And the teddy bear is wearing a shirt that says, I love heavy metal. So, technically, it's an I love heavy metal teddy bear. And I did there? I do see what you did there, as in your Twitter. My Twitter. Is, still don't really remember the exact time and place I that nickname came about, uh, but uh, we, you know, just tossing around around big teddy bear. But uh, so I am the heavy metal teddy bear. Unfortunately, Twitter cannot fit the bear part of it, so I just had to cut my Twitter down to heavy metal teddy. But uh, yeah, so every time uh, Hattie grabs that little pink, I love heavy metal teddy bear. Uh, I'm sure, is remembering her time in the big brother house as well. So, were you scouring this past season of her show, looking to see if it made it in any of the shots? I, well, no, 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 because remember, this season ended uh, with her giving birth. And I was a little upset that the last episode did not uh, show her coming to the Big Brother house. I thought that was maybe you know, one of the highlights of her summer. Uh, I guess not, but uh, hey, you know what, it's just like uh, with all the other reality shows editing, so maybe they just couldn't fit it in, but... Uh, we, we all know it happened. Yeah, no, I was definitely waiting to see that, but I really feel like, what is that on? Isn't it on Lifetime? It's on Oxygen. It's on Oxygen. I just, I always feel like Oxygen always cuts off final episodes of shows, specifically ones that Tori's on. Like their, <sighs> like their wedding show they cut off the end, the last, I think, Home Sweet Hollywood, not this season, but two seasons ago, it just seemed like it disappeared before the finale. So I wouldn't be surprised if they shot it and then they just kind of removed it. And it was like, eh, you know what, it's not that interesting after all. Yeah, I, I don't get, like, that was my biggest problem with that show, but I loved it. I love her. I watch her all the time as well. So it was always very frustrating when Oxygen kept doing that. You know, honestly, my favorite one of all of her other shows, besides Beverly Hills, I was doing of course, was uh, that So Notorious. Right. That was hysterical because that was making fun of reality television. Yeah. And, you know, it was like her real life, but it wasn't really her real life. But it was, that was to me the best one. I mean, the, the whole Sweet Hollywood, yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, nice to see her and the kids and be, um, you know, it's not as fun 
funny that it's over the but uh, yeah, I'm still watching that anyway. No, I loved it. I loved the, uh, you know, the person who was playing Shannon Darty on So Notorious? Yes. Tori would always hide from her. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was the best. And that was the birth of uh, Zachary Quinto. Uh, that was the first thing I remember yeah. seeing. Uh, and that's why when he went up to Heroes as a bad guy, I'm like, well, he can't be a bad guy. He was fucking hysterical, too. Yep. I know that you, like you said in the beginning, are doing tons of trivia contests both on Twitter and at local bars. So before we wrap things up, did you want to promote anything or let anybody know how to keep in touch with you? Well, uh, again, we said it a couple of times. My Twitter is at Heavy Metal Teddy. Yep. Um, on Facebook, uh, you can find me facebook.com backslash King Ad Poc, K-I-N-G-A-D-P-O-C-H. Uh, if you know your uh, Beastie Boys, you know that one of the Beastie Boys is King at Rock. So I'm King at Pac. Uh, you gotta love the Jewish rappers. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I host trivia every Wednesday night in Hoboken at Willie McBride's. Uh, it's at 8.30. And then uh, once a month, I do trivia at Idle Hands in New York City. And that's usually the last Tuesday of every month. Uh, for the month of March, unfortunately, we're not doing it, but... Uh, you know, if you follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, you'll find out. And, hey, if you like to play trivia and you can't get out to the bars, well, I do uh, live, tw- live trivia on Twitter. Uh, after I ask the question at the bar, then I post it online. I don't do it beforehand because people at the bar might uh, catch on and you know, start secretly looking at their Twitter to come up with the next question. But, uh, yeah, no, if you follow me on Twitter and uh, Facebook, uh, you know, you pretty much see what's going on in my life, uh, what concerts I'm going to, um, what restaurants I'm going to, what food events I'm going to. Uh, you know, I went to a great uh, bacon bourbon uh, barbecue beer festival at the end of January. I went to one in uh, February called the Apocalypse. Um, and I know there's a great hamburger one coming up in May. One of my friends is putting that together. So, uh, you know, it's one of the great things about living around outside New York City is, uh, is how many different things there are to do on any given day. And uh, that city loves their food, and so do I. Um, so, you know, I go to a lot of these events. And, uh, you know, hey, if I'm going there, I'm going to promote it. I'm going to support it. And uh, so that's why if you're in or around New York City or, you know, if I do travel, uh, whenever I go somewhere, I, you know, I try to hit up, hit up some fun things to do. So. You know, I'll let you know where I'm going, and uh, you know the, the fans. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I got to mention uh, right when I first got out, I was getting recognized a lot. And everybody knew Adam Big Velvet. All that that apocalypse, and somebody walked up to me and then said, "Weren't you on Top Chef?" So <laughs> I guess uh, you know because it's been a few months, uh, they just remember my face. They don't remember where they know me from, but. Uh, yeah, it's always uh, quite amusing when I get recognized as being on a different show. Well, all of your Superpass fans definitely know who you are, Adam. You were yeah. one of our favorites all season long, without a doubt. And is, that, is that because I talked to the cameras and nobody else did? Uh, well, some people did, just in a crazier fashion. <laughs> um... But yes, no, it's you were all for the live feeders, and it's like you were one of us. It felt like you were playing, and you understood that we were watching, and you just always made us feel included in the game. Thank, well, as a big fan that I am, 
I know without the fans, there is no show. So you guys spent money to watch on Supercast, so I'm look at your money's worth. Sorry I didn't show any nudity, but I did the next best thing, and I tried to be funny. You were funny. You didn't try. We had tons of entertainment, elf dancing, and strip shows, and weddings, and it was the best. And don't forget the hot dog eating contest. Ugh, I try to, though. <laughs> Come on, that was fun. No, it was fun. You guys are very creative in all the stuff that you do to entertain yourself in that house. Well, I, I, and I'm, I'm very sorry for the last uh, you know, week or so with, with Portia, myself, and Rachel just played cards all day. I know that was probably not fun to watch, but uh, by that point, uh, we were pretty much just spent to get it off with already. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, I'm going to put all the info that you just gave us about the trivia contest and all your stuff. I'll put it in the show notes for the show so everyone can get in touch with you that way. And then other than that, I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking time out to be on the podcast. It was awesome talking to you, Adam. My pleasure, my pleasure. And one quick uh, thing. I know that auditions are coming up for next season. Yes. Everybody that's listening that's ever wanted to try out for the show, try out for the show. Be yourself, go in there, show them who you are. Uh, it took me a couple of times, so don't get discouraged. But uh, you know, next year, uh, whoever is the quote-unquote biggest fan, I'll be rooting for them. So hopefully it's one of you. Yeah, and they're doing it online now too, right? Doing it online. Uh, for me personally, I thought I could not do video. I had to go in person and show them me. Uh, some people, maybe they can put together a good video. Personally, I think it's uh, all about like owning that room when you walk into the living Oh, definitely. I think it's better off to go in person. I just know that this year they changed the whole mailing process, and now you, you have to do it online if you you know want to oh. not do it in person. Oh, I didn't know you had to. I thought you could still submit it to email. But hey, you know what? It's the 21st century, man. we got to get used to this kind of thing. It's true. It's true. All right, Adam. Well, thank you again so much, and um, we will be talking to you again soon, um, both hopefully on the podcast and definitely over at Superpass. Right on, Eric. Have a great night. All right, you too. I'll talk to you later, Adam. Thanks for having me. Bye. Wow, what an awesome guy. Now, you do know that you could have had your questions asked and have won some Superpass swag by participating with the show over in the comments section of the blog post at Reality Nation or my website, yourrealityrecap.com. But the best and fastest way to reach me is to tweet me at Reality Recaps on Twitter. Now, before we close out the podcast with next week's guest, some special news and spoilers, and swag giveaways, I need to quickly tell you about the VIP trip from Reality Nation right now for you and two friends. If you head over to Reality Nation's Facebook page, you can enter their contest to win a VIP trip to Reality Rally. You'll get airfare, hotel, VIP access to events, but most importantly, be able to hang out with all your favorite reality stars. Also, if you want even more exclusive Amazing Race, Big Brother, or Survivor content, then be sure to sign up for Superpass, where you can watch Tribal Talk, a weekly call-in show hosted by Spicy Pants, Cochran, and Michaela. Each week, they have a new past Survivor, and you get to be involved with the show. There's also other great shows like Reality Roundtable, a live show discussing what's happening in reality TV, and A Day in the Life of, featuring past BB houseguests filling you in on what they've been up to and taking your calls. 
Plus, don't even get me started on all the archive shows, exclusive content, free music downloads, and more. Bottom line, guys, nobody else is bringing you this close to your favorite reality stars. So be sure to sign up for Superpass. I'll be putting the link in the show notes, or you can click on the banner over at yourrealityrecap.com. Now, I have some good gossip and spoilers quickly to share with you. First up is who was eliminated from Celebrity Apprentice this week. So if you don't want to hear, get ready to mute. This week's person voted off was not one, but two. You see, basically, it was a car challenge from Buick, and look, the robots have moved to another reality show. Oh, and apparently they trapped Teller in the trunk during the presentation. Anyway, just saying, but apparently, since the challenge revolved around Buick, it seems like Donald was pissed that Andretti didn't lead the team, and Debbie was making it all about her, and then Adam Carolla was the team leader, and I'm just saying, allegedly, because nobody really knows this to be true, maybe perhaps Buick only paid into the show and agreed to do it because they thought Andretti would be, you know, promoting their car, and then when it didn't happen, then they might have pulled out or took some money back, so then Trump is just just pissed, so he fires Andretti, and... Also, Adam, because Adam refused to bring anybody back in. Adam Carolla, king of podcasting, by the way. Now, in other news, the Bachelor star Ben Flagnick reportedly dumped his fiance last month. Kim Kardashian's ex-husband, Chris Humphreys, reportedly won $7 million for their whole little debacle they had going on there. American Idol cuts Jeremy Rossido and determines its top 12 finalist, while Britney Spears is reportedly offered $10 million for the X Factor judge deal. Speaking of singing shows, ABC orders duets, a reality singing competition featuring Kelly Clarkson and Mario Batali and his partner Joseph settle up a whole tip lawsuit in their restaurants where managers were stealing tips from the waiters and then all the waiters sued and now they... They're paying them back. American Idol finalist Philip Phillips rushed to a medical facility, and Andy Cohen will return as Miss USA pageant host. Finally, Sammy says that she can see Snooki having an animal print-themed wedding, and Snooki is not going to be living in the Jersey Shore house while she's pregnant, as if that should be news. Finally, American Idol reveals a voting twist as the top 13 take the stage to sing. But if you want to know more about that story or any of these stories, then head over to Reality Nation to read all about it, as well as your reality TV news, gossip, and spoilers. But you know what? As promised, I think the most exciting piece of news that I can share with you guys this week is that I'll be chatting with Shelly from Big Brother 13 next week. So if you have any questions for her, you can post them over in the comment section at Reality Nation on my website, yourrealityrecap.com or tweet me at Reality Recaps. We'll be getting her thoughts on Brenchel's gameplay, and since she talks to them regularly, maybe she'll have some amazing race spoilers for us. Of course, we'll see what's new in her life post-Big Brother, and if she's still vacuuming the lawn, so you don't want to miss it, or your chance to have your question asked to win some Super Pass swag. Now, that about wraps up the show for this week, but be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, because the next show will be out in a day or two, covering this week's Survivor. 
Plus, you can go back to listen to other podcasts once you subscribe to iTunes. And remember, this podcast is being made for all of you, so I want your input. I'll be covering The Amazing Race and Survivor each week all season long, but I want to know what else you want me to cover as well. So be sure to leave your comments and suggestions for the show over in the post for the show at Reality Nation, my website, Your Reality Recap, or tweet me at Reality Recaps like I just said a few seconds ago. Oh, and don't forget to send me your questions for Shelly, because each show I'm going to be picking the best comment, suggestion, or question to win some Super Pass swag, and you know, you could even, it could make the show. But you know what? You guys got a lot of contests to enter, links to click, videos to watch, and comments to write. So head over to my blog to get all the info from this show in the show notes, and I'll meet you guys back here in a few days. Bye. I'm receiving a communication from the Earthbound ships. They have a message for the human race. Put it through. Let's hear it. Exterminate! Exterminate! Told you. Run!